Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are loved. This is what we want to do. Can you open up your Bibles to... Psalm 139, please. Psalm 139. Once you're there, give me an amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Psalm 139. Anyone else? Anyone else? All right, we're going to jump into Psalm 139, and then if you want to go ahead in your notes as well, or if you want to put your, a piece of paper or your bookmark on it, um, also Psalm 8, Psalm 8, and, and we're going to go into some stuff here, and then I'll give you a bunch of other scripture today. I want to encourage um, everyone here today through what I know that the Lord has given me here in this word, and he's put in my heart to share with you, and um, I, think it's, um, I think it's an important word because... Um, Sometimes we lose this, this, this truth of, of, of what Christ and what he says over us and, and what, he, what the Lord does. Um, I hope you're encouraged. And in the midst of this, we're going to encourage moms as well. Um, so my goal always is to um, encourage moms, but I believe that the Lord has a word for everyone that's here today. Amen? Amen. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. You could write um, just three words. He chose moms he chose moms how many of you um can just truly in your heart honor the lord because of the mom that he's given you (laughs) that's very scary very sad (laughs) especially if your mom is here with you today (laughs) come on that was your chance he chose moms let's get into scripture i wanted to get into scripture because it's a, it's, a, it's a passage that we're very familiar with. And um, <laughs> just get from it. Understand. And hopefully as we pass the introduction, you understand why I read Psalm 139 and why I read Psalm 8. Psalm 139, the psalmist David writes this down. It's one of his psalms. And look what he says. I'm going to start actually from verse 13. You can read the whole psalm when you get home. Study it. But I'm going to read specifically from verses 13 through 18. Okay? It says this. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. That phrase could also say you wove me or you knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Another way of of describing that passage uh, in its proper writing Um, That sentence could say this, I will praise you for I am an awesome wonder. (laughs) For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am an awesome wonder. Can you say that about yourself? I am an awesome wonder. Come on, sometimes you just got to speak to yourself to encourage yourself. Amen? I am an awesome wonder. I am an awesome wonder. It doesn't matter what she said. Does it matter what he said? Come on. Does it matter what they say? I'm an awesome wonder. My boss can think this, but I'm an awesome wonder. Man, I wish you guys were getting your own head. 
I'm in awesome wonder. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am an awesome wonder. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Verse 16. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were all written the days fashioned for me. When as yet there were none of them, how precious also are your thoughts of me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. I am an awesome wonder. You'll get it. See, here's David, and in his beautiful penmanship, He's putting into description what is God's work in creating and forming us. He gives us an insight that that other passages don't give us. And and he's he's describing the wonder of creation of humanity and and God's work in in, in creating mankind and and the work in it. And, And David does such a beautiful job and yet this is not in the proper language in which he even it in and yet when we translate it to our English language it's still beautiful and then David is making a point here and and I think it's so special you know the development here of the fetus it was mysterious to the ancients especially when David was writing this down Uh, they thought it was developed developed in the middle of the earth and there was all this mystical stuff in it that's why he talks about in the lowest parts of the earth we were formed and, and and there was this whole idea but, but what's just the penmanship and the writing and the thought that David is giving forth is, is so special um, in his day and even thousands of years later as we read what he wrote. Man, I pray that, that my words and the things that I've written on notepads and the words that have been recorded, I, I pray that down the line, the ages to come, I'm, I'm, I hope that at some point then, because if it was God breathed and God influenced, that the generations to come could be influenced by some of those writings that I have all over my house and notepads and influenced by some of those recordings. I've already told one of my good friends, if I die early, have I not told you this already, make sure you just stack up all my preachings and give them to my children so they can have just all the messages for years to come and years to come and 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 I look at David I'm like man he wrote these things that we could still have insight on he fearfully and we were wonderfully made we're an awesome wonder and you think about David's writing and it's funny because in Psalm 8 he actually goes deeper into this thought in which David writes from Psalm 139 and I want to read Psalm 8 because watch how watch how crazy this is Psalm 8 and Psalm 139 I almost feel like they should go together Psalm 8, verses 1 through 9, I'll read it to you. Look what David writes here. He says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've ordained, what is is man that you are mindful of him the 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 author here david is like wow all of this creation and i look at myself in the mirror and what am i that you have thoughts towards me your thoughts are towards me 
You're, you're, you have words for me. You have promises for me. You have good things for me. And we need to get out of this Christianity that everything is wrong for you and everything is negative for you and everything is bad for you. No, kingdom on earth, there is hope for you. What's the cross for? What's the resurrection for? There's thoughts for me. There's promises for me. He says this, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Verse 5, for you have made him a little lower than the angels. This gets good here. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. And you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand. Humanity was called to have dominion over all your creation. What am I to walk on this earth having dominion over all creation? See how it goes together with Psalm 139? You have put all things under his feet, man's feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, that pass through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. In this one, he goes into this, ready? All sheep and oxen, beasts and field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. In Psalm 139, he goes into this one. He says something like this. If I can find it, give me a second, I'll get it. You form my inward parts, you cover me, my mother's womb, I'll praise you, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. My frame has not hidden from you, your eyes saw my substance, yet unformed. In your book, how precious also are your thoughts of me, how great. If I should count them, then they would be more than the number of the sand, I can't even count it. You've put me in this place of, you, you've created me in this form. You've made me in this image. You, you've done something. I mean, I read Psalm 139. I read Psalm 8, and look what I wrote down. God places value on human life. These people and these movements that are out there that are destroying life. They had, they're not reading Psalm 139 and Psalm 8, I'll tell you that. Destroying children. I heard um, Matt Chandler say something this week, uh, a post he put up saying, he's saying, they, it, wasn't the mother's, it wasn't the mother's body, it was the child's body that was being formed in the mother's body. It wasn't her body that they were making a decision on. It was his or her body inside the mother's body. They don't, they're not reading Psalm 139 and Psalm 8. God places special value on human life. You are, listen, you are a marvelous wonder. You're a wonder. You're a wonder. You're an awesome wonder. And God places value on our lives. It is sacred, our lives. I have verses for this. I could give it to you. Just, just in the fact alone, listen, just in the fact that you are created in the image of God, you're an awesome wonder. <laughs> like, like. We need to understand that when we live our lives, like, oh, man, I am just pitiful and wretched I am, and I'm wrecked. But we're like, where's the cross? Where's Christ? Like, you, are you made in the image and in the likeness of him or not? And I'm not taken away from sin, and I'm not taken away from the need of repentance and the need to accept Christ and to lay down your life. That is all part of that. I'm definitely not going against that. We preach sin. I believe that there is sin and there's a repentance and a turning from sin to receive salvation, forgiveness, redemption, all those great words. I believe in all that. But I want to encourage the one who might be here today and has found or does not, found any does not find any value. 
does not find value, finds no worth in their lives because maybe of something that's happened to you. Maybe it's happened to you recently, sometime in the past, maybe when you were a child, whatever it is. Maybe you find that there is no value and there is no worth. And you may carry something that has affected the way that you view yourself. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I would hate to put any of you in that position. But maybe that's someone in this place. Maybe it's something that religion did to you. Sometimes and many times religion, man, does more harm than it does good. Religion does more harm than it does good. There are so many different theologies, so many different doctrines, so many different ways, so many different paths, so many different ideas, so many different thoughts. And all it does is bring confusion and harm and affects the heart of people. And, and sometimes it could be even that. Maybe it's not something that your uncle, your dad, your mom, your cousin, your best friend did to you. Maybe it's just I went to this place that was supposed to be sacred with these people that supposedly love God. And instead of blessing, I was hurt and I was scarred and I don't know where else to go to. I will never walk into a church again. Do you know how many people think like that I know that because I just had a conversation this week with one of my old youth when I was a youth pastor over 12 years ago how's your sister she's never gone back to church because of what happened she's been scarred because what happens is her view of God is was was through the church and was through man and 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 and, and when we and they messed it up for her they messed it up for her and, and and she has never gone back she's never come back to his feet maybe you carry that an idea or something different religion that religion has done and some people it, it emphasizes them to consider themselves of having no worth and they live in constant condemnation beating themselves rather than living in the liberty that Christ offers how many of you can say amen because you have the liberty that Christ offers that we can live and share in Christ's righteousness listen this is so important how many times have we preached this year where he has substituted my wrongs for his right David is writing, and as he's writing in these two psalms, he's writing the worth, listen, he's writing the worth in which we have in our Lord. We have worth in our Lord. We have worth in our Lord. And he's writing about thoughts. Come on, he's talking about the mind, the thoughts that the Lord has for us. How many of you could say amen? The thoughts he has for us. My goodness, my goodness. I'm going to read you straight from my notes. My goodness, all in caps in my notes. Listen to this. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. We're an awesome wonder. We're crowned with glory and honor. Can you believe that? We're crowned with glory and honor. He has put all things under our feet. Oh, and how precious also are the thoughts to me, O oh God. How great is the sum of them, for they cannot be numbered. To the point where he says, they outnumber the grains of sand. Uh, NKJV, I, I, I wrote down what I read from them. It's, God created human beings as majestic creatures who were to rule over his creation. But in our fallen state, we are profoundly disfigured a perversion of the majesty God has intended, but however, very important, however, Jesus restores those who put their trust in him. And this should amaze us. This should humble us. And this should make us feel somewhat better of ourselves. Listen, all creation is God. Say that. It's all his creation. You know, there's nothing that's created that God's like, well, I should have thought of creating. Like, no, God. All creation is his. He's the creator of all things. And, and what's important about this is out of all that he's created, 
you, know, you should write this down, you should memorize this, you should know this. You and I are his greatest creation. But I thought his angels would be. Nah, read the scripture. You will rule over angels in glory. Not even his angels are greater than you as his creation. Pause on that for a moment. How many of you have said, my life sucks? My life's this. I hate my life. And yet God says, you are the, my greatest creation. <laughs> You're a, you are a what? An you're a what? Awesome. You're an awesome wonder. You're, you and I are his greatest creation, and, and, and we are his greatest creation for what? To rule, to rule over all other creation. But what has happened, we just read this, and mankind has perverted it. Mankind, my, mankind has destroyed it. But there's restoration, and there's redemption, because there's a restorer, and there's a redeemer, and Scripture knows, and we know that his name is Jesus. Now, in sharing all of this, there's a purpose for it. That was my introduction, so here's my message. In sharing all of this, there's a purpose for it. I, I would like to grab a variety of people, you know. I would, I would like to grab a variety of people. Angel, I always pick on you, so, so let's just pick on Angel. Come up, come up to, the, to the platform, Angel. Mr. Mylan, can I, can I have you? Mr. Mylan's going to come up here. Man, I just like him. He's got swag and love Mr. Mylan. I thought, look at this. I told you he has swag. <laughs> I, I was able to teach his, his, some of his kids and, and uh, dude right here. Man, it's beautiful. Who else can we get? Pick somebody from the crowd. Who do you think? Okay. Let's pick a female. <laughs> oh, there it is. Which one? The one that sang? Yeah, Vanessa, her? Okay. All right, Vanessa, come on up. Vanessa? Um, Louis Sr., come here. You're probably the tallest guy in the church. Louis Sr., come up here. Yeah, that'll be good. Louis Sr. Louis Sr. will be good, yeah. Everyone's scared. They want to get sick. Yeah, this is good. This is good. That's fine. I mean, we don't want to embarrass anyone else. There's enough people to embarrass. All right. It's beautiful, you know. God created all things, and out of all things that he's created, he's made us his greatest creation. And I want to share this for a purpose, because look at this wonder of creation that he's created. Well, I called a couple people up here. Um, what's your background? What do you mean, background? Yeah, like what, uh, nationality? Uh, I've been arrested two times. I've been arrested twice. I mean, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Nationality. My mom is Cuban and my dad's Puerto Rican. My man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. He's been sure. American. American. There's not a drop in him that's American. He's lying. American. He's got, a, he's got an American flag. On, when he takes off that shirt, he's got an American flag tank top. Under it. But he's Cuban parents, but born in America. Say it again. Grenadian. Grenadian? From Grenada. I've never been there. I, I had to hear you say it twice. Grenadian. Is that an island? 
It's a country, but is it like island? Like, like <laughs> an island south of Trinidad. That's what I meant. I need to go there. I need to check that out. Cuban American. It's beautiful. Victor, come and join us. Come up here. Yeah. Victor, uh, 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 him and his wife are beautiful people. Man. Victor. Tell this family where you're from. I'm from Nigeria. Nigeria. Oh. Nigeria. I'm, I'm, I'm from a country called Key West, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> they got their own rules and their own laws, their own colors. It's, they just they just they have their own beat. They just, okay, their own flag. Every they just they they beat to their own drum. Key West. That's my country. Um, but behind me, I said you're wonderful. You're a wonderful, you're an awesome wonder. I know I said something about W, but awesome wonder. <laughs> and behind me, there's variety. Behind me, there's culture. Behind me, there's colors. Behind me, there's shapes and sizes. There's differences behind me. But yet, in all these differences, isn't it crazy when we get together and all our differences when we do life together and we start talking and we start crying together and we start hearing about our problems together, isn't it crazy that whether you're from his country or whether you're from his country, which we're not sure yet, <laughs> we'll have to check his records to see, you know, we need proof of that. Whether you have his background, whether you're from his country, in all of our differences here, when we start to do this life together, isn't it crazy, this awesome wonder, yet and then we come before the presence of the Lord and we do things in the presence of God together, yet there's something about us that always feels like we're one. It's, it's the craziest thing. It's something that the family of God has. That there could be so many differences in so many different colors and cultures and shapes and sizes, but yet we have this feel and this understanding that we're all one and we are all created with specific purposes. But as I say, we're all created with specific purposes. Every single person here with their differences, with their variety, we're all created yet with specific purposes, but yet with one purpose as well. And it's a powerful thing. Whether you're from Colombia or whether you're from America or whether you're from Africa or whether you're from another part of the earth, it doesn't matter when you get together and you all waving the same flag, which is Jesus Christ as the banner, you recognize that in the differences, in the variety of who we are and in the culture, we're all one and shapes and sizes and colors. None of that stuff separates us. None of that stuff causes us to go to war. It is the perfect picture of the heart of God and it is the perfect perfect picture of what heaven is. God is for all humanity. It doesn't matter the color and the size and the nationality and the background. God calls us all with different purposes, but in our different purposes, it's for one main purpose, to bring glory into the land. Glory into this land. So then people get around the Cuban and they say there's something about this Cuban that the same thing that this Nigerian is carrying. And they both say, yeah, because the same spirit that lives in her lives in me. And they begin to operate on earth. And what's happening, whether you're from Nigeria or whether you're from Cuba, is you're bringing glory to the land. And you're waving the banner that Jesus Christ is Lord. We are a awesome wonder. We're an awesome wonder.
We're an awesome wonder. We're an awesome wonder. We're an awesome wonder. We're an awesome wonder. This is God's creation. We're an awesome wonder when we give glory to his name. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. We're created. Man, we're created with a purpose. We're created with purposes and with a purpose. And in 2 Corinthians 3.18, Paul tells us that we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. You want to know how another translation puts it? ESV says, to greater degrees of glory. That's how ESV puts it. Not only am I going from glory to glory, I'm going to greater degrees of glory. So we share in this one specific purpose. What is it? Did you catch it? Do you understand what it is? That we all would reflect the glory of the Lord here on earth. Oh, man. Let's just pause for a moment. Let's think about our moms. Let's honor moms. Let's pause in this middle of this message. And this, we're unique. We're an awesome wonder. And we're special among all his creations. Everyone understood that? And God has chosen moms to play a role. I'm going to ask my wife to come up here. She's hating it. Just take your time. Don't worry about it. It's not Mother's Day. They don't, they don't have nothing to do. With. <laughs> so I'm, this, is, this is amazing. I love my wife. So I asked her to marry me, all that. You know, all those things, that's obvious. <clears throat> but, but something different happened in this mind. When my eyes saw her begin to, um, my children, our children begin to develop in her womb. That, that stuff was nuts, you know. I remember the first time in the couch, look, and you, this is his arm. And she's talking about Jackson's arm showing on the bed. That stuff's weird. But, <laughs> but, you know, you look at that, and I'm like, that's actually our son's hand, arm, knee. And she's like, that's, that's the knee. I feel, I'm like, how, how, what? And then it would pop out. And then she'd be like, ah, oh, you know, discomfort. And, and, and this, is, this is crazy because we're unique and we're special among all his creations. And yet God chose mom. This is so important. God chose moms to play a role. All that is being described today, this is so important. The marvel, the wonder, the awesomeness of his forminess. Please pay attention. He chose moms. He chose moms to carry your what? Your what? You're an awesome wonder and yet he chose moms to carry that wonder as it's being developed <laughs> you are fearfully and wonderfully made you are from nigeria and from cuba and from and and yet you're wonderfully made and yet he chose moms as the vessel that the formation will take place in mind they will carry that wonder as it's being developed and it's being formed and he saw it fit that the woman would hold this in her womb for a period of three trimesters. If everything was good and it went to the way it should, three trimesters. Where, where, where a woman's body will begin to change and I got to see that. 
Where, where a woman's body begins to change and then the miracle begins to take place and it begins to take form in the inside and it begins to show outward evidence that, that this has always, I mean, whenever I see, ask Nancy, like, I love looking at pregnant women. It's like, every time, ask her, we'll go to the mall and there's a woman that's pregnant. I'm like, she's pregnant. It's the weirdest thing. I'm not lying. Every time, what She's pregnant. It's like, it's weird. I have a fascination with women that, that are carrying a baby because it's a great marvel for me. It's a marvel for me because I'm like, I see a woman that's pregnant. She's walking in and she might have a bitter face or she might be joyful depending where she's at in her pregnancy. But it's always a marvel. Like, that's a human being being formed in the womb. And God created that woman to put that baby into that woman's womb. And, and it's always a marvel. It was a marvel when she was going through it. It's a marvel when I see some of you that have gone through it. It's a marvel when I'm in the street and I see someone going through it. Hey, sometimes it's scary, like this guy's staring at me. And I just, it's a marvel. It really, for me, it's always been a marvel. That which is happening in you then, it begins to communicate with you. Before it ever moves. I remember my wife, like, she was already showing before she ever showed, there was already communicating. Something's happening. How did I know? I heard her in the morning next to the toilet. And it was already communicating. You're not feeling well because something's being formed. It begins to communicate and you start to feel different. In some cases, you get dizzy. In some cases, sick, nauseous. some cases, you get very emotional, hungry with all these weird cravings. And then someone can ask, what's wrong with you? But you're privileged to experience that something that not everyone is privileged to experience. When they ask you, hey, what's going on with you? Well, I'm carrying God's miracle in me. What do you mean? Have you noticed everything that is created? Yeah. Can you just picture this? The greatest thing ever created is being formed inside of me. <laughs> That's mind-blowing when you look at Scripture. See, we just get pregnant and people get pregnant and they just flippantly do it. No, it's not just flippantly do it. It is God's greatest miracle occurring inside. It's God's, I mean, sorry, creation happening inside. Salvation. Scratch that. Salvation, greatest miracle. Creation happening inside. It's, it's a powerful picture. It's a powerful thing. Carrying God's miracle. It's forming each day. It is the greatest creation out of all creations. In my womb, he is doing what no other being can do. He is knitting together inward parts. He is fearfully and wonderfully forming. There's work happening in me. <laughs> he is forming what? Bones and tissues and veins and organs and muscles and skin and nails and hair and eyes and nose and mouth and hands and feet and toes and fingers. I don't know how Mercy just translated that. Deo, pierna, nariz, y el reto de cuerpo. He's forming all these things to the detail with fingerprints. I mean, it's crazy. And like, if that's not enough, he then, out of all of this, breathes life into this formation and gives it a living soul. What no mom and no father can do, it's, it's just giving it a soul. And this uniqueness and this wonder of a creation being formed within me will be given a personality and have characteristics and will have a brain that will cause he or she to think things and make decisions and be creative for themselves. And, and yet God's doing all of that inside of me. I mean, come on. He chose moms to play such a role. Thank you, moms. Thank you, moms. Thank you, moms. He chose moms. 
He chose moms to play that role. He chose one that was part of his great creation. Listen, he chose one that was part of his great creation, woman, mom, to be the one that plays a role in continuing the miracle and the wonder of his great work. To develop mankind in their womb so that they can live on earth and in return reflect the glory of the Lord on earth. From glory to greater degrees of glory. And he chose moms to do it. Every single person that was up here was formed in their mother's womb. And every single person that was up here formed in their mother's womb has a specific purpose. To declare the glory of the Lord on earth. But it didn't matter where they're from, what their background is, to declare the, the glory of the Lord, greater degrees of glory. Come on, man. This stuff speaks so heavy to me. How can I not think more of myself than I do? How many of you think so less of yourself, so little of yourself? Your greatest enemy is you. And today God looks at you and says, you are an awesome wonder. Change the way you speak to yourself. Change the way you speak about yourself. I fearfully, wonderfully made you in your mother's womb. Change that. Give him praise if you want. I was and we all are created for such a great purpose. In such a great time. I know God can use anything. Don't get me wrong. I know God can use anyone. I'm not taking away from his majesty. I'm definitely not taking away from his sovereignty. But I do believe. That if you're in Christ. You're part of the plan. You're part of the plan. And he wants to use us. For his purpose. For his purposes, for his plan. You are part of the plan, you awesome wonder. Mm. Have you considered this? That you are part of his plan to reflect his glory on this land. Don't be too busy. Don't get too religious to weigh and measure yourself. That I am an awesome wonder that's part of his great plan. Amen. Thank you, moms. Because I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but this is the stuff that freaks me out, ready? And it's a good freak out. And I say thank you, moms, because each day, moms, you preach. Each day you preach to humanity God's great wonder and his plan for it. Each day you preach that to humanity. Not only did he choose moms, everyone in here, he chose you. You're here. You came from a mom, but you're here. Amen? Acts 17, 24 and 25. Look what it says. It says this. I'm going to read 24 of Acts 17. He says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with man's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gives life to all, breath, and all things. What a great passage because, listen, he doesn't need us. Did you guys catch that? He doesn't need, everyone say that. He doesn't need me. Don't stop there. Don't stop there. 
Don't stop there. He doesn't need us. Don't stop there. He doesn't need you, and you're right. But yet, he still chooses you to be part of the plan. He doesn't need you, but he still wants you to be part of his plan. That is humbling. That is humbling. He still wants me to be part of his plan. Come on, can you, can you declare yourself as an awesome wonder that he still wants to be part of his plan? So I'll remind and guide us again as we end. I'm going to end now with three points, and it shouldn't take long. At least just these three last points. As we go forward, I want to remind you and guide you in which why he chose you and why he chose you. Does anyone in here know our mission statement? If you don't, shame on you. You should memorize our mission statement. You should grab one of the cards in the back where it has all our codes and our mission statement on it. Does anyone here know our mission statement? Anyone brave enough to say, I know it? My God. If not, Monday, we have, we're going to have to start a new series called Rec- Know Your Mission Statement. St- you know what? I'm going to get a shot. St- stand up. St- scream it. Don't scream it, your voice. Say it out loud. Do you know it? Say it to Angel. Angel will be your mouthpiece. He's got a great background. Do it, brother. Amen. <laughs> to, ign- <laughs> to ignite an authentic love for God and people. I, I mentioned that for a reason because as I end now, I want this to be a reminder. This is Jesus' own words. Matthew 22, 38 and 39. Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandments? How many times have you heard this here? He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. How many of you have read this before? Verse 38. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all of your being. And when you're done with that, you love others. You love others. First point I want to give you is this. Ready? I'm going to remind you and guide you again with three things as we go forward and why he chose you. Because you might be sitting here like, well, what's my purpose? What do you mean by declare the glory of the Lord on the land? Here it is, number one. Foundational stuff, 101. Here it is, number one. You should write this down. What did Jesus choose you to do? Number one, love God. Love God. If you want to put next to God, because I don't want to, I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm talking about God. Yahweh, comma, Jesus, Christ, okay? God. Love God. The true and living God. Not any false God. Love God. The Lord your God. Everyone ask how. How? How do I love God? Well, he says here, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. There's great teachings in heart and soul and mind. But for time's sake, how do you love God? With all of your being. You know how, you know what's one of the first things that maybe you should do in order to better love God? Is get around people that love him. Get around things that will grow that love. If you're constantly surrounded by things that deflect, hinder you from recognizing the love of God, whether it's who you're hanging with, friendships, family, whether it's work, business, money, friends, 
whether it's what you see, what you're hearing, what you're doing, whatever it is, get around things that's going to grow that love rather than stunt your love for God. Amen? Come on, like what I mean by this is God's calling all of us to grow up and to grow into greater love. How many of you can say amen? What I mean by that is how? How do I love God? Nurture what he already started in you. What do, we, what do I mean by nurture it? Water it. Take care of it. Make it a desire to see it grow. If I say I love God, but yet have no answer to your question of how I know God, do I love God? Do I speak to God? Do I pray to God? Do I worship God? Any relationship that you're in, you can't expect for the other person to devote all 100% of themselves without you devoting from yourself. Every relationship takes the other individual to do their part. When one person does all of it and the other person is lacking, that relationship won't get so far. Because that one person that is giving all is not feeling in return that anything is given to them. And it's just but a moment until that building begins to crack because its foundation the foundation of two it's only built on one person's love when it should be built on both of their love one was nurturing it and caring for it and watering it and the other one decided not to do their part that's in every relationship whether it's with a child with a wife whether a friend a co-worker, if this is going to work, both people have to do their jobs. Make it a desire to see that love grow in you for the Lord. Amen? Number two, you need to love people. Everyone say love people. If you hate people and yet declare you love God, you have a false love for God. Because your love for God will automatically cause you to love people. Because God's love is for people. So if you have God's love in you, there's no way that in return you can say, I just hate people. There is no way that that's God's love. You've been deceived. You've thought it's God's love. But it's not God's love. And you could give excuses to your personality. You could give excuses to your character. But you'll stand before God one day. You're called to love God. And then you're called to love people. <laughs> that's your call. That's what you're chosen to do. You're chosen to do. I'm going to read a passage. In Matthew chapter 25, everyone say, how? How do I love people? Well, as yourself. What, what do I mean by that? Let me give you some ideas. You woke up today and you clothed yourself. None of you, none of you showed up here unclothed. You came over here and you fed yourself or you're going to feed yourself when you get out. You groomed yourself. You prepared yourself. You presented yourself. You watch after yourself. Is there anyone here when they drive, they put their seatbelts on? Can you show your hands for those that have not done that yet? You should start putting on your seatbelts. Almost all of you raise your hand. Why did you put your seatbelt on? You value yourself. You care for yourself. 
So you put the seatbelt on because if you get in a car accident, you might fly out that window and you might not be able, you won't live again on earth. So you care about yourself and your body. So you take care of it and you put a seatbelt on. How? How do I love people? Well, Matthew 25 gives us a great insight. It's talking about the final day when everyone stands before his throne. In verse 34, it says, The king will say to those on his right, because he separates the sheep from the goats. And the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. Listen to this, guys. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into, my, my, into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Verse 37, then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison? and visit you. Verse 40, the king then will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to the one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. That's a powerful passage. In Matthew 25, Jesus is giving the righteous ones the command to clothe and feed, to bring to your home, to love, and as you do it to them, you honor the Lord as you serve people. Have you ever considered that your greater service unto man, if you have the right heart, is your greatest service unto the Lord? Why do we struggle sometimes even as a, as a body to get people to serve? Because maybe people, whether it's just vacuuming, sitting chairs, whether it's saying hello, giving someone a high five, Maybe they haven't gotten that revelation that every person that I serve, I'm doing it unto the Lord as well. So we lack in serving. The kids need help. The ushers need help. We need more worshipers. But I'm scared you're going to ask me to serve more. Well, when you have the mind of, wait a minute, if I serve people, I'm serving it, I'm giving this unto the Lord. And I think you're on the right place. Amen? Love people. How? Give yourself to them. And number three, so let's go back. Number one, you're going to love God. That's your purpose. Number two, you're going to love people. That's your purpose. And number three, check this out. You're going to do good. Everyone say do good. How? How, we, how do we do good? Well, you could start by being the difference. Do good works. Because God called you to do good. I'm going to give you a scripture now that shows you that God calls you to do good works. What do you Number two, guys, just the same thing. Serve others. Do good works. Build something. Create something. Get involved. Do good works in someone's life. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says this. For we are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good. For good, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God has prepared beforehand that this vessel should walk in this, in good works. Do God, man. How will they, how will they ever know God if you're not doing any good for them? 
and for this world. Just the fact that six, seven, eight, nine, ten, however many people went to feed South Florida. Don't look at that. Oh, man, that's, that's cute. They packed up some bags. No, that's good. People are going to receive that. And if it wasn't for those hands, it's good. It's good. It's, 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 trust me, it's good. Maybe you need to see the picture of the very skinny kid or the one whose belly is, 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 is bloated because he's malnourished and you have to see him eating from one of those bags to recognize, oh my God, what that group did there was actually very good. It fed someone from another country that needed that rice, that needed that stuff, that needed that powder. Uh, man, just start doing good. Start serving people. Go to your job and treat someone to lunch. Trust me, if you're paying for the lunch, they're going to listen to everything you have to say. You're paying for it. They're not going to be like, I don't want to hear about what God's doing in your life. No, they're going to swallow it because you're paying for their bill, baby. And then they're just going to be like, all right, I guess I have to listen to this. So pay for someone's bill. Hey, you know what I want? I'm going to pay for your lunch today. God put you in my heart. Come on, let's go to lunch. And you sit with them in lunchtime. And then you just share one awesome story that God did this week. I want you to know one thing that God did this week. I got in a fight with my wife. I wanted to choke her. <laughs> but I began to pray. And I began to seek the Lord. And I cried in his presence and I got on my knees and this love for my wife began to blow up inside of me and I grabbed her again and I hugged her and I kissed her and I said, baby, do you know how much I love you? And do you know that God loves family? And can you imagine that guy probably just left work? I mean, his house going to work with so much weight, with so much heaviness. And he said, wow, that happened to you? I need that in my life. I mean, just pay for someone's lunch. If you're cheap, man, go to McDonald's. It's five, six, seven dollars. If you could afford a $10 or $12 one, take them to the $10 or $12 one. Take them to a buffet. Do whatever you got to do. But do good works. Go to work and instead of being miserable, smile. What is it that you're smiling about? I am, I am an awesome wonder. I have reasons to smile. Man, do whatever you got to do. Love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. Love people as yourself. Man, if they're clothed I mean, with nakedness, clothe them with garments of righteousness. Man, if they're lonely, give them the company. Man, if they're hurt, give them comfort. Man, if they're sad, put a smile on them. Say a joke, put on a funny clip on YouTube. Say, I got something to show. Do something different. Be the difference. You were called to declare the glory of the Lord on earth. Man, Jesus would walk and the crowds would come. Jesus would walk and the crowds would come. What do you think Jesus was doing? My life sucks. In two years, I'm going to be crucified. I can't believe God chose me as his only begotten son. No! When they went to arrest him and to beat him, they went back to the Pharisees and they said, where is the one that you were supposed to do arrest? He said, we couldn't lay hands on him, for we've never seen such a man use the words that has spoken and come out of his mouth. And the Pharisees said, you too have become one of their disciples. No, there was something about him was contagious. I, when Jesus was in Capernaum, he was doing healing crusades. <laughs> Just touching people by the masses, by the masses out the windows, touching people. Because surrounding regions were coming to Capernaum to see the Jesus that was casting out demons, that was healing the sick, that was healing from leprosy. They wanted to see. Do you think Jesus was walking around saying how pitiful everything was? No. He loved the Father and he wanted to live to obey the Father's will. And he loved humanity and he laid down his life for humanity and all of his being. He did good. He did good. Man, everyone's hungry. Give me those five loaves. Give me those two fish. Everyone will eat today. I'm going to do good. Wow, what's wrong with y'all? 
Love God. Love people. Do good. Do good. Be the difference. Like moms, like you've done. Continue to be the difference. Continue to do good. Some of you are so creative. Some of you are so good at things. You know, I always wonder, like, oh man, I, I just feel like I'm not accepted, or I feel like I'm rejected always, or I feel like I don't fit in. What? Grab some people and make a group to fit in. Don't be like, I just no one invites me anywhere. What do you mean? Invite everyone to your house then. Get, do good. Do good. Tonight you have nothing to do. Order pizza. Good, good. Give it to the homeless. Do good. Have nothing to do. Don't be bored. Don't waste your time. Who can I serve today? I was telling Karen the other day, what do you do at Publix? I don't know. Sometimes I walk with every hour and I'm just listening. And I just want to see if someone's in need. And, and I would say, God, I'm going to go to Publix today. And for some reason, Publix has become like a mission field. It's awesome. Every hour, it's like, there's a wonder that's happening. There's a kid that's stressing out the mom. There's a guy that's on the phone call. There's a woman that forgot her car. Something always happens to me in Publix. And God's like, there's your appointment. Are you going to choose to do good? Walk into these appointments. And if you don't have any appointments, create them. Create them. Show people the love of God. Show people you love them. And be the difference. You are His workmanship. Created for good works. God has prepared them beforehand that you should walk in them. Man, not only did He choose moms, He chose you. Reflect His glory. Love God. Love people. That's our call. That's what our church has always preached. Love God, love people, man, and go do good works. When should you start? Don't wait for the ministry to open. Oh, but I wish you guys had something at the church that does this. Good. God put it in your heart. Start tomorrow afternoon when you get out of work. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, but I've been waiting for this church to. I'm going to go over there because that church has this awesome program. Do it. Don't just run to as the program. Be the program. Be the good work. Do good. Don't wait for man to do it for you. Do it. Love God. Man, am I passionate about this right now. Love people. And do good works so that you can declare the glory of the Lord. How many of you could say amen to that? That's what I'm called to do. That's what I'm called to do. You got family coming over today? Change your face. I know some of your families don't like Change your face. You don't want some of them. Change your face. And do what? Do good with your family today. Start today. You have an awesome opportunity for Mother's Day. You know what you should do today? To every family member. Sit down. Maybe serve all the moms. Maybe stop. Say a prayer. I don't know. Do something crazy. Start today if you have to. Do good. You have opportunities all around you. Trust me. There is no way that you're not a son and a daughter of God. And he's not giving you opportunities to show off his glory on earth. I don't believe it. Come on. Love him. Love others. Do good. You are an awesome wonder. You're more than capable. You're an awesome wonder. You're an awesome wonder. Look at the person next to you. I'm an awesome wonder. And so are you. Awesome wonder. 
awesome wonder. If your wife is sitting next to you, if your husband is sitting next to you today specifically, you could say it a little different. You're an awesome wonder. Amen? We're done? I feel it like we're done. So this is what we're going to do. Let's close off in prayer. I want every single one of you, before you leave today, to go and take pictures and smile. We have a beautiful canvas out there that the Hype team has set up. We thank them for doing that. We thank the Ocons. Make sure you take some pictures and um, smile. Angel will be about out there too to take some pictures of you and your family. And while he's taking pictures, he'll tell you how to find them on our app, I believe, too. Can we stand together? Hold the hand of the person next to you. Maybe lift them up. Let's lift up our hands together as, as a body, as a family, as we take this charge home with us. Lord, thank you for this reminder, Lord. A reminder, Lord God, that we have been chosen, that we are, Lord, an awesome wonder. That we have been redeemed, Lord God, and restored by you. And Lord, you've called us to walk on earth, not wishing, Lord, to be taken away from this earth to be with you. But that every day, Lord, our prayer could be, Lord, let me, instead of wishing just to be in heaven, let me just live heaven here on earth. Let me declare the works of the Lord here on earth. Let the glory of God be permeate from me to my family, to my friends, to everyone that I may contact with and those open, uh, those appointments that you'll give me. Let me, Lord God, do good in all these things, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen every person that's here. Lord, that, you would nur that we would nurture the love for God, that we would water it, that we would get around people, Lord God, get around, around the right things, that we would cut off the wrong things, Lord, and that our love for you would begin to grow, and that our love for people would begin to grow, and that, Lord, our good works would begin to be manifested, Lord, that all our works, that none of them would point to us, but they would point to the glory of the Lord, that people would be hungry for the things we have to offer, for the words we have to speak, Lord, because, Lord, of that which lives inside of us. We thank you for creating us. We thank you for calling us. We thank you because in this room, there's a family and there's a body and every single one of us, though we're different, Lord, we're all, part of the, we're all part of the same body. We're all members of the same body. We're all living stones being built together for the glory of the Lord. And Lord, here we are. Your awesome wonder, your creation, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, cousins, friends, here we are, humanity, awesome wonder. May we never cease from declaring the glory of the Lord here on earth. We do it in your name. We do it in your presence. We do it for your glory. We thank you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for our moms, for you chose moms, and they've done a great job. We honor you, O King. It's in Jesus' name. And together we say, amen and amen. Come on, give God some praise.